strap on the boots and scrape up the knuckles. Oh, what a hit! He got jacked. This is the Big Red Ring. Presented by Santan Ford in Gilbert. Murray's going to score. Touchdown. Slammed to the ground by Buda Baker. Like a torpedo, he came flying into the backfield. Ha, 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 ha. The Rage is brought to you by Santan Ford in Gilbert. Are you Santan Ford? State Farm. Talk to an agent today at 800-STATE-FARM. And by Arizona Cardinals Podcasts. Visit azcardinals.com slash podcasts. The Red Sea is rising up! Temperature rising, vision blurring, rage taking over. Here's Paul Calvisi. Get the popcorn ready. It's going to be a show. And Ron Wolfley. It doesn't get any better than that. Unleash the fury! How about some free advice right off the top? Paul EPSA is here to warn everyone. Keep your head on a swivel at all times tonight. Of course, Paul. Well especially tonight, because it was the night before Ron Wolfley's favorite holiday, April Fool's. <laughs> In fact, my understanding here is sources telling, telling Calvisi Consulting that Ron Wolfley will be taking tomorrow off just just <laughs> in honor of his favorite holiday. So, I mean, who knows what that wacky, crazy guy Ron Wolfley has planned this year for a little April Fool's prank. It could come at any moment, any time over the next hour here on the Big Red Rage presented by Santan Ford and Gilbert. You know, even though I love where you're going on this one, Polly, I can tell you right now, I wish it was <laughs> something to do with April Fool's. It it is not. It's got a lot to do with the fact that I am walking around with a box of Kleenex in my hand. Do you know how soft that is? I mean, honestly, right now, walking around some dude, I got the bag already, and now I got the Kleenex in my hand. It's not a good look. Yeah. Well, Ron Wolfley was doubtful for tonight's show, but he's a gamer. Here he is. He's, he's on, and uh, we're all going to have the pleasure of listening to Will Hernandez. Don't Ooh. bury the lead, Calvisi, putting the big into big red rage, the free agent signee, right? The OG. The offensive guard, Will Hernandez, second guard taken in the 2018 draft behind, Quentin Nelson. So we will get into all that. We'll hear from Will Hernandez. I know that's going to be intriguing for you. But think about, well, first off, can I just tell you what my suggestion was for the Arizona Cardinals social media team for April Fool's in terms of a prank? Thanks for asking. No, wait a minute. Seriously? You did this. You actually, okay. No, I gave him a suggestion. Can't wait to hear it, Paul. Okay. What the team needs to do is send Chris Rock an official Arizona Cardinals game-worn helmet. And and with the helmet, send him a card that reads, you know what, you need this more than we need this. Please please wear this in good faith because you never know when the game of football or the game of life might deliver you a head slap. Uh, hashtag, hashtag Deacon Jones. Yeah, Bully. Um, I, at first when I saw that? it, I did not believe it. I, I, I still... I have my questions even to this day right now. I have my questions as to whether or not it was real. You know me, Polly. I am the grassy knoll. Okay, I don't camp out on the grassy knoll. I am the grassy knoll. 
hey, maybe it was an early April Fool's prank and we're all victims. Who knows? Who yeah. knows exactly? All I know is the NFL outlawed head slaps some 40 years ago. So Hollywood and the Oscars get on board. Kindly evolve your game. My goodness. what's go- Think of the last 24 hours in April Fool's. Think about Bruce Arians retiring out of nowhere, Ron Wolf. Wow, Polly, that is weird right there. B.A., you know what? Honestly, kicked him upstairs talking. I wonder how that's going to go. I ser- He looked pretty good. Did you see B.A. at his oh, press yeah. conference today? He looked yep. really good, too. He did. Think about the last decade for Bruce Arians, right? Think about his introductory press conference as Arizona Cardinals head coach. He said, I'm 60 and sexy, baby. And, and then think about the last 10 years and everything that's evolved for a guy who never probably would have seen a head coaching gig in the NFL if not for Chuck Pagano. Yeah. And, and the fact that he was an interim head coach and, and NFL coach of the year. Bobby Wagner signs with the Rams. Five years, $50 million worth up to 65 i, I, I got to see some of the details and guaranteed cash on that, Ron Wolfley. Yeah, there's a couple of things. First of all, I don't want to think of B.A. saying I'm 60 and sexy. I don't want to think about that whatsoever. Okay, that's number one. Uh, number two, Bobby Wagner better play a lot better than how he played up there in oh. Seattle oh. last year. And this is my fear, honestly, is that he will. Because now all of a sudden you've got a guy that's been around for a long time, a guy that has been around for a decade who's headed for the Hall of Fame, in my opinion, one of the best Mike linebackers to ever play the game, suddenly was turning down uh, gaps, shall we say, last year. Uh, Turning down tackles as well, was not sticking his face into the fan. Is this my assessment? No, it wasn't. It was assessment coming from analysts that actually worked for the Seattle Seahawks. But now, a change of scenery might do him an awful lot of good, Paul. Yeah, maybe he just got sick of that terrible last-place defense. He still had 170 tackles, and he missed two games. So maybe he just got sick of being the only guy. Honestly, I mean, you know, and and, and you're right, Wolf. If he regains his form, think about the Rams' defense, a Ram-tough defense with an all-pro caliber player at every level of that defense, Aaron Donald. Now Bobby Wagner, Jalen Ramsey, obviously. So, and, and I mean, here you go. Here's a sports quiz. Can you name, because the Cardinals no, played can't. the Rams, the Cardinals played the Rams three times last year, and I couldn't name their two starting inside linebackers. Can you? No, Polly, I can't right now. But you know what? I'm yeah. sick. If I if I was on if I was on point right now, I'd be great. All right. It was, it was Troy Reader. And Ernie Jones, the rookie. So there you go. Those were the guys. So hence, they go after Bobby Wagner. Okay, we get that. All right. Uh, You know, more stuff flying around this week at the owners' meetings where, by the way, speaking of Chris Rock, I still say that 31 owners wanted to treat Jimmy Haslam like Will Smith treated Chris Rock for $230 guarantee. Just go over and give Jimmy Haslam, the bronze owner, a head slap. Paul, are we just going to hear this all the time? is Is this going to be your punchline for everything tonight? Is you're, that what you're telling you know me what? right now? I'll it's cease and desist. Chris. Since, since <laughs> you're a little irritable, you're a little irritable. I'll cease and desist. Okay. I can tell you're under it's, the weather. In fact, you know it's what? It's Will Smith slapping Chris Rock, Paul. We get it. <laughs> Here's a good thing he didn't <laughs> slap the Rock, or else he, he would have been dead meat. Now, look, uh, Cliff Kingsbury uh, on Kyler Murray from the league meetings, and I quote, we're in a good place. That's the business side of it, asked about the contract, obviously. I stay out of his things for the most part, but as far as our relationship, it's always been great, and we see him as the long-term future, and I know he feels the same way. That's K2 on K1. 
Yeah, you know what? Honestly, this is I'm going to put this into the positive category, Polly. This is what I've been doing right here. Everything that I've been gathering, all the information that we have out there in regard to Kyler Murray and the Arizona Cardinals and their relationship going forward, I'm going to take this and I'm going to firmly put what Cliff Kingsbury said. I'm going to put that in the positive column. I don't know how accurate it is. I just don't really care about that because to me, that's a positive statement okay. from Cliff Kingsbury. All right. What I want you to do, I want you to tally up uh, your scorecard so far. If we're yes. scoring at home, how many positives, how many negatives? I want you to tally that up. You know what, Paulie? It's, it's zero. It's plus or minus zero right now. It's okay. kind of a balancing act, if you know what I mean. Gotcha. Sea level. I get it. Okay. All right, here's Cliff Kingsbury asked about DeAndre Hopkins coming off the knee surgery and D-Hop's rehab. Yeah, I expect him to be fully back um, sometime in the next couple of months. And he looks great. He's been in the facility working out, and so excited to see what he can do. There you go. In the next couple of months should be full go, which which just goes to show you how ridiculous those reports were that he might have been able to play at some point in the playoffs of the Super Bowl when he's still on crutches in January and it's still a couple of months till he's 100%, although he's tracking in that direction. Yes, exactly, Paulie. But once again, this is good news right here. I, I, I look back at D-Hop going out last year and, man, I feel really, really dumb because I didn't think it was going to be that big of a deal. Now, listen, were they going to miss DeAndre Hopkins? Yes. You're talking about one of the best wide receivers in the National Football League. There was no doubt about it. Of course they were going to miss D-Hop. But to the degree in which they missed him, I had no idea. And I honestly don't think that Cliff Kingsbury and the coaching staff had that kind of understanding of it as well, Paul. And, of course, it brings up the question, should they have missed him that much because it was as if someone just stomped on the brakes on the Cardinals passing game and their offense and that's obviously one of the objectives and initiatives here in the offseason is to improve that wide receiver room and Cliff Kingsbury was asked all right look how, how is this going to shake out on your wide receiver depth chart I'm excited to see you know Rondell Moore is the kid we drafted last year um, really explosive player we didn't play him as much as we probably should have because we had so much depth at the position to start, but um, he's a guy who's really going to step up, DeAndre, and then we'll see you know, what other additions we make, but those two guys can really play. Yeah. Is there a wide receiver, too, in free agency still on the radar, waiting for the price to come down on a, on a Jarvis Landry or Julio Jones, or maybe there's something that works at some point with A.J. Green? What is your expectation at this point? Because other than quarterback, that's probably the next question that everyone wants to know. Where are they going to yeah. get a couple of receivers? Yeah, no, you're right about that, Polly. Um, first of all, let me just say this. I'm really, really hopeful that Rondell Moore can be that guy. Polly, you remember our conversation with Sean Jefferson? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And what yep. was Sean Jefferson saying about Rondell Moore? There's a lot more to his route tree. There's a lot yes. more to his game. He's going to be downfield a lot more. They were going to work with him exclu- well, not I don't want to say exclusively. They were going to work with him an awful lot in regard to running the 8 route, which is a post. The 9 route, which is a go. The 7 route, which is a corner route. These are vertical routes getting down the field. Paulie, when, when we were talking about Rondell Moore and the impact he could possibly have on this offense, we, we knew that they were going to use him horizontally. But if you remember, Paulie, I said, man, they've got to get him vertical. He's got to be a vertical threat. And once, once that actually happens for this offense, they're going to be in a really, really good place because that's exactly what DeAndre Hopkins had in, in Houston. 
with the Texans. He had two guys that were run by guys, and Will Fuller was one of those guys. And Will Fuller, I understand he got busted for PEDs last year in 2021. I also understand he had a personal situation he had to clean up. I understand he broke his finger as well. But that guy's running a 4-3 and can still take the top off. I know he's been hurt a lot of his career, but man, if there's a way you can get Will Fuller in here on a very, very cheap contract, a veteran's minimum contract, bring him in on a prove-it contract, man, I like that, Paul. You know what, Wolf? A rare instance where we agree. You know, in fact, I'm going to have Darren Urban call you because D. Herb has been all over me for being on the Will Fuller train. There's nobody who needs a one-year prove-it deal like Will Fuller. Reunite him with DeAndre Hopkins and J.J. Watt. Get J.J. Watt to start the campaign and the recruiting pitch to Will Fuller. I'm I'm with you on that one. Absolutely. A one-year deal at low cost? What do you have to lose at this stage? Yeah, let's hope Rondale Moore does evolve into that guy that can get vertical. That'd be great. But, man, Will Fuller on a cheap deal? Sign him up. Hey, join the Arizona Cardinals season ticket priority list for the 2022 season. How about the opponents at home? Not only the NFC West, you have the Bucks and Tom Brady, the Saints, Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs, the Chargers, Justin Herbert, the Patriots, the Eagles, a playoff team. Go to azcardinals.com slash priority list. Will Hernandez next on the Big Red Rage presented by Santan Ford in Gilbert. the gun, takes the shotgun snap, stands, looks, now backs up, goes off his back foot, one-handed catch, Connor over the middle of the 10, inside the 10 and down to the 5-yard line for an 18-yard game. What a grab, he does it in back-to-back weeks with one-handed catches. Go, go, Gadget, stab the pig! They run Connor up the middle, he's stuffed, but he breaks a tackle and gets into the end zone for a touchdown! James Conner continues to be one of the best free agent signings maybe ever for the Cardinals. They're going to go Wildcat. Jonathan Ward in the backfield with Conner who takes the snap. Conner runs left. He's down to the five. He keeps the feet moving. James Conner is into the end zone for the touchdown. Well, we haven't met an O-lineman yet, have we, who doesn't like to come off the ball, right? And play what the O-line likes to call the pound game, if I got that right. Paulie Pencilneck here is the last guy who should really comment on O-line play. So that's why we bring in our very special guest, the newest Arizona Cardinal. A starting guard, may I surmise, in Will Hernandez, who is putting the big into the big red rage tonight. Will, how we doing over there? Hell yeah, I'm doing great, man. <laughs> Appreciate you guys having me. What? Uh, give us some first impressions. Uh, you're familiar with Arizona to a certain degree, aren't you? I am, I am. I actually I was born and raised in Las Vegas, Nevada. And uh, I came out to Phoenix all the time uh, as a kid growing up all the way up until my high school years. Mm. And at one point, too, I had some family that lived out here, so I would come out here, visit them. And uh, I love it out here. I feel like I'm a part of it some, somehow, some way. Even though I wasn't born born here, I feel like it's it's a part of me. Um, I grew up here, uh, and I'm excited as hell to be out here. Just the Southwest has to feel like home, right? I mean, you go from Vegas to UTEP time in arizona than the big apple i mean that must have been a culture shock as a young guy oh definitely new york was. city right definitely was <laughs> yeah new york city there's uh there's no city like it uh it was crazy uh it's it's its own thing unique and uh but definitely enjoyed my time there yeah all right so did you see this coming was this to what degree was this on your radar when the off season started in arizona cardinal i mean obviously as soon as our season ended 
uh, mind started mind started moving. Uh, where am I going to be? Where to? Where can I play? You know this and that. And uh, Arizona was a very strong uh, place that a place that I really wanted to play. Um, as soon as the season ended, I mean, obviously one because of Coach Kugler. Two, I you know sort of grew up here, and uh, and three, I just you know I've always wanted to be a part of it. First off, the connection with Coach Kugler. Explain to everyone how far back you guys go. Yeah, so Coach Kugler was the the one who got me um, out of high school to UTEP. He and was the head coach at UTEP. He was the head when coach you played at UTEP, college ball. Uh, got me over there. Uh, spent four years with him there. And uh, to be honest with you, he's the reason why I even made it to the NFL in the first place. Coached the hell out of me and uh, taught me a lot. And, um, yeah. Wow, that's saying something. Yeah. Really, you attribute your status as an NFL player to Sean Kugler. Yes, sir. I mean, him, a big part of it. There was obviously my offensive line coach, you know, Spencer Left, which a lot of people that also helped out. But, uh, no, Coach Kugler, you know, he – he he knew what it took. Uh, you know he he's been in the NFL for a while. Uh, he he knew what it took. He he saw something in me and he made sure it got developed and brought out to the max. Cardinals' new offensive lineman guard Will Hernandez is our guest on the Big Red Rage. All right, so give us a quick scouting report. What what what, what can Cardinals fans expect? What do you do well as an O lineman? Well, first of all, you, I'm I'm one, I'm one of those guys that comes out and gives everything he has all the time. You know whether it's practice, whether it's you know. Whatever it is, whether it's a warm-up, a workout, uh, in the cafeteria, I'm always going to give you everything I got. Uh, you know, I I have the mentality of hating to lose, loving to win. I, I, I want to come out and not only play for myself, play for the guys next to me. Uh, I love football and appreciate it as a sport because it's like the ultimate team sport. And when you have guys that want to grind just as hard as you and want to play for each other, like that's when it gets fun. And that's what I want to be a part of, and that's what I bring to the table. You started at right guard last year, correct? Yeah. The previous three years, you were a left guard. Yes. So, was that a big deal to you? Which side of the line you play? Mm, not really. the The big deal, if you really think about it, I mean, even though there's a lot of differences, it's what maybe two, three feet difference. The way I see it, mm-hmm. you know, you're moving three feet to the right. Same game, same field. You know, I knew that at some point I would have to be flexible. You know, and I would have to, you know, move around a little bit here or there, and uh, not a big deal. Uh, either either way, I'll, at the end of the day, I just want to be out there. I want to play, and uh, no matter where I'm at. What do you anticipate in terms of your role as a guard? Meaning, when it comes to Sean Kugler as a run game coordinator, Cliff Kingsbury, this offense, do you figure you'll be required to get out in space, be athletic, pull, etc.? Yeah, I mean, you know, you got to be able to, you know, do everything, but. Um, you know, from the small glimpses that I've seen um, with the Cardinals, yeah, I mean, you got to be able to pull, you got to be able to run block, you got to be able to be agile on your feet and pass block. You know, and um, I, I know everything is going to be ex- um, expected out of me. And uh, yeah, I mean, I'm, it's not really. I'm gonna, I'm gonna pick and choose what I got to do. I'm just gonna listen to what, what's needed, what, what they need out of me, and that's what they're gonna get. How many offensive line coaches did you have in four years with the Giants? I had four. Four. That's yes, got to be a challenge. I mean, we talk about quarterbacks have come through here. I think it was Blaine Gabbert came through, and in seven years, he had had seven different offensive coordinators. I mean, that's got to be a challenge. Four O-line coaches in four years? Yeah, you know, it's not ideal, but, you know, at the end of the day, it's part of the business. It's, it's kind of how the, you know, the cookie crumbles, and sometimes, you know, the cookie's good, sometimes the cookie's bad, you know. <laughs> uh, but it's all good. Uh, 
Well, oh, I can yeah. understand, though, that your desire maybe to reunite with Sean Coogler. So what do you think he does for you specifically? I mean, first of all, you know, we, we have that strong connection, you know, that respect for each other. Uh, I want to play hard for him. I want to do good for him. I want to make him look good. And I know he cares about me as a player, as a, you know, he, he wants the best for me, he, you know. So we have that. And then besides that connection, you know, the guy knows what, exactly what he's doing. You know, he's very good at what he does. And I'm not the only one that thinks so. So um, just that alone, I think, when you have a, a strong connection like that and you respect one another and, you know, you you know what the guy can do, it just brings out the best. And we're going to bring out the best in each other. And uh, that's what really gets me excited because, you know, as he's bringing the best out of me, I mean, I'm bringing the best out of him. It's only going to help, help the team. And, uh, you know, that's what gets me going. Will Hernandez, our guest on the Big Red Rage, it's all about you, sponsored by Santan Ford. Uh, So, you know what's interesting about that? You come out of college, and according to Pro Football Focus, and don't get Justin Pugh started on the PFF grades for offensive (laughs) linemen, okay? Let's go off into like a 10-minute rant, okay? But, But your PFF grades were the best as a rookie of your NFL career. Could that be a correlation to coming off all that time with Sean Coogler and entering the league? Well, I'm going to start off, uh, and uh, I'm with Justin on this one. But uh, besides that, um, yeah, I definitely think there is correlation there. And, uh, you know, I never got into how the whole system works and all that. But, um, yeah, I mean, I guess it makes sense, you know. And, and, and not only that, not not only uh, looking at the BFF grades, but how I felt playing, how I looked at myself on film. You know, there was a lot of Kugler on the tape, um, hmm. as you could say. And, uh, yeah, and, as, you know, as the years went by and stuff, you know, uh, Coogler thing was always there, but, you know, it wasn't as repetitive and you didn't see it every day as I did when I was back at UTEP. So, um, but yeah, definitely some correlation there. How different will it be blocking for a really athletic quarterback like Kyler Murray versus a traditional drop back quarterback in Danny Dimes? Oh, you know, you got to be ready to move your feet and not just move your feet, but move them a lot longer and uh, a lot more time. But Either way, it's uh, it's all good. Um, I'm excited about it. Uh, you know, I had a couple quarterbacks, you know, nowhere near Kyler's uh, level, but guys that were like like to run around and you know were very mobile and fast and you know like to make plays on with their feet. So I mean, it's not the first time I'm going to see this or be around it, but um, you know, I'm definitely excited to to, to um, be able to block for a quarterback like that. New Cardinals offensive lineman Will Hernandez, our guest. Not the first time you're going to be around Marcus Golden as well, right? Didn't you guys you guys shared a locker, or well, I mean, you guys were locker mates in New York for a while. That's my boy, yes sir. Um, you know, we had a chance to to be locker buddies for a little while, <laughs> and I got to know him very well. Um, and throughout that time, he gave me a lot of uh, a lot of not only on the field advice, but off the field advice, and talked to me not only as a player but as a person. And I think that's just one thing that he does very well, and I think a lot of guys can attest to this. He he connects with you on a deeper level, and not not because he feels like he has to, or because of the number of years he's been in the league, but because this is like who he is. Like he's just one of those souls that cares for others, and you know does well in what he does, and wants to everybody else. It wants to bring everybody else up with him. Mr. Energy, has he ever had a bad day, Marcus Golden? I always ask this question. Has Marcus Golden ever had a bad day? No bad days. No bad days with Marcus Golden. <laughs> All right, so I'm told that uh, you're the tour guide in Mexico City. Yeah, that Cardinals are going to Mexico City this year, that you're the guy. Tell us about your connection. Oh, yeah, I'll be translating and everything. Um, yeah, so my parents are from Mexico City, born and raised. You know, I'm I'm Mexican. Uh, my whole family is. And uh, 
my whole dad's side of the family actually still lives in Mexico. He has about five brothers, one sister, and they're all there with all their families. So I have a lot of family back in Mexico City. And when I found out the Cardinals were playing in Mexico City this year, I was pumped, and so was my family. Yeah. Um, this is something. This is a huge deal to us, not only on the field, but off the field and uh, very near and dear to my heart that I'm going to even have that chance to go play in front of them. Yeah, that's uh, going to be Mexico meaningful City. for you, right? Estadio Azteca, right? 100,000-plus oh, people in that stadium. That's going to be a big deal. Yeah, that'll be a memorable road trip in your career. Oh, huge deal. Huge deal. I'm very excited yeah. about it. Uh, how do you say pancake block in Spanish? Um, yeah, I think this would be a better question for Cantu, but I got you. I'm going to do my best. Um <laughs> You know, in my household, we used to call them uh, hotcakes. Hotcakes. We just call them hotcakes. There you go. Yeah. There you go. You know, we will defer to uh, Rolando Cantu on that. You're familiar with Rolando then, right? Yeah. The first Mexican-born position player in NFL history and former Cardinals offensive lineman. You're familiar with him. Very familiar with him. Um, coming out my rookie year, I mean, yeah, coming out in my first year in the league, he um, interviewed me uh, a few times, and we also talked a lot off the field and uh, on social media. So, yeah, I got to know him very well. Um, you know, he's awesome. He, he, he's been keeping up with me ever since I, I came into the league. So yeah, we have a good relationship and awesome guy. That's great. That's great. Well, you were the second guard drafted in the 2018 draft behind Quentin Nelson, correct? Yeah. Okay. And, uh, high round two. I saw your Twitter handle is, uh, at Will Hernandez 76. So is that your number with the Cardinals? Do we know yet? Uh, we don't know yet. I don't even know yet. I haven't even really put thought about it we'll see if uh if they got you know my number just keep it keep it going uh if not then we'll see but uh yeah we'll we'll see what's going on with that well it's been great to make the connection we look forward to this season will and uh so you're reuniting with colt mccoy did you cross paths with justin Pugh in new york or no no when i was he was gone by the time i got there so uh but i i have been talking to him uh over the years a lot of the people that i met in new york knew him very well and uh, linked us up, and, you know, we were able to talk a little bit throughout the year. So I feel like I've known him, even though I haven't been around him. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah. Well, good luck trying to get a word in edgewise in the O-line room with Justin Pugh and DJ Humphreys and Josh Jones. So it's going to be a good room. Hell, yeah, I'm excited. I'm excited. <laughs> Thanks, Will. Appreciate sure. it. Thank you. There you go. Cardinals' new offensive lineman, free agent signee, Will Hernandez, joining us on the Big Red Rage. We continue right after this. Snap to Rodgers, drops back, he's in trouble. Rolling left, being chased, gets hit, launches it. Middle of the field, in the end zone, it is! Oh my goodness, it's caught! It's caught for a touchdown! You can't be serious! A touchdown for Green Bay! Oh my goodness, there are no words. It, it was like a, a roller coaster, so at the end of, the, end of regulation, you're like, two Hail Marys? Right. Two right. Hail Marys? Yes. Are you, are you Bethel, what are you doing on the first one? <laughs> Knock that ball down on the second one. So, like, you're just so dejected. And Aaron just did this. Not so one, but two. So I'm, I'm going after the coin toss. I'm like, please, Lord, just let us win this coin toss because we can't go into overtime on defense no. after he just did that. And yeah. So we got fortunate. We were able to win the coin toss. And B.A. came right over to me and said, look, there it is what we want to run. I was like, cool, coach. Let's, let's run for it. And I, and I started running, and, like, nobody's with me. I was like, yeah, that's cool. I, I like that. Fitz is wide open. Caught in the 35 over. He's there. He's at the 40, at the 50. Turns up field at the 45. At the 40. 35. Step arms 30. 25, 20. Fits to the near side. 10. To the 5. And tackled there. Oh, baby. Carson Palmer. Saw Larry Fitzgerald. 
going on the run, and then Larry Fitzgerald, the legend, took over and did the rest. I told Wolf, I actually phoned up to the to the box right when <laughs> overtime was starting. I told him, listen, I'm going to go to the left. I'm going to break a few tackles. I'm going to get tackled to five. So get what you're going to say prepared. So you so you look good, and the soundbite can live on forever. And, and, and you, hey, you took the advice, and you ran with it. Wolf. Snap to Palmer, rolls out, and it's a pitch to Fitz, running straight ahead, into the end zone, the shovel pass for the touchdown of the win. The Cardinals advance to the NFC Championship game on a shovel pass of all things in one of the craziest games ever. Fitz on the shovel pass scores, and the Cardinals win it in overtime, 26-28. Let that breathe a little bit. Fitting punctuation, calling Larry's number on a play they'd been sitting on for two years. They run it, ran it every Friday in practice, and then finally they called it in a game. After the Hail Marys from Aaron Rodgers gave way to the Hail Larry in overtime. And that was Fitz recounting on, on a past edition of the Big Red Rage Wolf. And uh, he, he drilled deep into it. He gave some great insight, great personality there in describing it. And uh, you know what? You and Pash nailed the call, and it will live forever. You know what I love about that call most of all was Dave Pash with the stiff arm of Larry Fitzgerald <laughs> yes. without even batting an eyelash. I mean, that is exactly who Pash is. He just nailed it. And that is the best part of the 75-yard catch and run. I'm with you. The yes. no-look, boom, just a no-look stiff arm. I, I know. I, I, he, he looked like he didn't even see the guy. Right. And he just it, stuck the arm out in the I'm back. Like, go, did, go, gadget, stiff arm. It's like Larry's one of those professional bikers, guys, one of those rearview mirrors hanging off his helmet, you know, and he, he could see the guy in his rearview, and he just gave him the stiff arm exactly, right there. Exactly, so. Bali, no doubt about it. Yeah, but that's also our intro into the new overtime rule and the coin toss, because earlier this week, owners passed that Colts and Eagles overtime proposal, thereby allowing for both teams to have a possession in the playoffs only, meaning if the team possessing the ball first in overtime scores a touchdown on that series, the opponent still gets a possession, whereas previously that touchdown would have ended the game. No longer, no moss. So once again, Bully, uh, did you want to say something else about this, Paul? <laughs> well, I don't know if I have time because I'm, 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 I'm anticipating a seven-minute rant right now from you. Uh, I will just say this, Wolf, no matter what you say, no matter how much sense you make about the game of football, the team that had won the overtime coin flip in the postseason under the current iteration of the rule, those teams were 10-2. and two. Yeah. Okay, that's so, great, Paul. So it was incredibly lopsided, and it favored the team that won the overtime coin flip. Yes. Including the KC Buffalo game. And by the way, Rich McKay, the chief of the competition committee, admitted to the media that, yes, the outcome of Mahomes against Josh Allen and the fact that Allen didn't get the ball – did influence their opinion in the room. Okay, where do I start on this one? Oh my goodness. Uh win the game in regulation first of all. I okay, no, you know, let me back up. Um everything I'm about to say is from a player's perspective. I I I, I can't I can't look at it through any other lens than when I used to play and what it's all about and what it should be all about. Win the game in regulation or sit down and shut up. Okay? Either, either you go out there and you do it, or, or you didn't. You had 60 minutes to win the game in regulation. Okay, that's number one. Number two is this. Sudden death. I'm with Mike Tomlin on this one, man. First of all, all the coaches, not all the coaches, uh, the majority of coaches didn't, didn't want any overtime rule change. They didn't want any overtime rule change. 
That, to me, is very, very significant in this discussion, and keep that in mind. Sudden death was fine with me. I was great with that. And the reason being is because I believed offense, defense, and special teams. All three phases, all three phases of the game of football have a chance to go out and actually make a play. Make a play and end a game. And you know what? If this was 10 years ago, 20 years ago, I'd be completely on board with that statement. But here's the thing. The NFL encourages and rewards and favors the offense. It is easier to move the football and score than ever before in the game. So if you're rewarding and facilitating offense like you've never done before, and then you get to overtime, and let's just say you have two high-powered juggernauts who are offensive-oriented teams who might average 40 and give up 35 a game and only one team touches the football? Yeah. You know what, Polly? You're right about that, and that is that is a blight on the game, the fact that the NFL has changed the rules of the game to a point where they favor the offense. But I'm glad you brought that up, Paulie, because now here's my solution to all of this right here. Let her um, in. Okay, Paulie. You know what? Home field advantage. Is home field advantage real? Is home field advantage important in the National Football League? Yes, it is. There's no doubt about it. Is it better to play a home game on the uh, in the playoffs than an away game in the playoffs? I, I think there's no doubt about it. It should be a home field advantage. So here's what we do. We take the coin toss out of the equation, and we just say the offense for the home team gets the opportunity to possess the ball first. Mm. You keep all the rules the exact same right now as they are, and you just say we're going to eliminate the coin toss, and now the home team gets the ball first if that is their choice. That's their selection. Now, all of a sudden, you bring strategy into it. You you strategize the fourth quarter into especially if you're the away team. Now you can make decisions based on that fourth quarter and whether or not you want to go into overtime, What whether or not you respect their offense and think they're going to go right down the field on your defense and score, now you have a chance, possibly, to go ahead and eliminate the coin toss, and now you know what's going to happen, and you live with the results of that, maybe in regulation. So now if you're the road team, and you just scored, and you can kick the extra point to tie or go for two to win at the end of regulation, now there's no excuses. You know what's in store in the overtime period. If thou shalt try go for the tie, well, you're going to have to live with those rules in overtime. That's exactly right, Paulie. And and now all of a sudden you think, oh, my goodness, you know, they've got got Patrick Mahomes. They've got a high-powered offense. We've got a better chance right now of going for two and winning the game. Now, it's not always going to work that way. It isn't. But a home field advantage should matter, especially when you get into the postseason. Yeah. And, and you know what I like about that? It, it, it puts more impetus on the regular season. Anything that strengthens the regular season, especially as they, as they keep increasing the field in the postseason, I'm all for. I'm on board with that. Yep. So, uh, yes. By the way, I'm just going to throw this out there because, you know, we're both about some of these conspiracy theories. The NFL analytics did a study, and this is from their statement. We projected that an extra possession during that Bills-Chiefs game would have likely generated at least five minutes of 50-plus million viewers. (laughs) I think that clinched it in that owner's room. Uh, Back right after this on the Big Red Rage. 
you know, the people at Jack were worried to see if Woofley was coming back today to see if he was going to eat him out of house and home. Now, that, now Adrian, that was just egregious and gratuitous, wasn't it? Now? Woofley is really taking advantage of this whole thing. When yes. in Rome, you know, uh, you act like a Roman. Yeah. When in Nashville, go on down and get you some barbecue. Not only did he order the combo plate, which might as well have been the family platter, he then got a side of the pulled pork. Absolutely. I mean, this guy is a definition of a garbage disposal. I mean, he sees everything inside. Wow, that's out of the archives. At your expense, Ron Wolfley. Always entertaining, though. That was 2010 when the Cardinals, foreshadowing, were in Nashville for joint practices against the Titans. And let's just say, as Adrian Wilson cited there, Wolf, and, you know, uh, look, uh, as truth would have it, you, at that point in life, were perhaps putting the full into former fullback a little bit more than you are these days, and hence your appetite reflected that at a certain barbecue joint that you had the misfortune of being in when Adrian Wilson walked in and spotted you with basically the family platter in front of you. Especially A-Dub. It had to be A-Dub. He had like 3% body fat, Paul. I mean, honestly. It had to be a dub. The cheeks were a little full back then, Polly. I was going almost 260. I was I was almost 260 at that point in time, man. Yeah, so listen, Jack's is a great place. We all understand that. Why wouldn't you go to Jack's? Sure. I mean, you know, is that your platter wolf or is that a cry for help? We didn't know, but it was good. You got your uh, you know, you got your calories worth on that trip. And Wolf, it looks like, according to NFL insider Mike Vrabel. The head coach of the Titans, the Cardinals are going back to Tennessee because he broke that news at the owners' meetings that there will be joint practices this year. Looks like the third week of the preseason. I mean, who takes to the third week of the preseason like it's, well, it's going to be in Nashville. It's going to be against the Titans. So you better pack the camo shorts from Cardinals camp for the road. Yeah, Paulie. First of all, let me just say right now, I'll take the three meat combo plate, please, (laughs) at Jack's, okay? Yeah. Uh, 23 bucks of pure delight, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, that's number one. Number two, this is awesome. I, I, ja- I am so jacked up right now. What do you think of when you think of the Tennessee Titans, Paul? What do you think of? Well, obviously, I, I think of their running back. Uh, uh, very and I physical, think, Paul, would you say? Yes. yes. I mean, I, I just think, yeah, of the style with which they play on both sides of the ball. You're right. Yeah, Paulie, I think they mix the old offense and the new offense very, very well. I think they do it as well as anybody in the National Football League, and a lot of that has to do with King Henry. The fact that you're going to line him up, you're going to put Derrick Henry's feet at seven, uh, seven yards, and you're going to attack the line of scrimmage downhill. And oh, by the way, Paulie, Many times you're going to be in 12 personnel. Many times you're going to be in two tight ends when you do that. They blend. They get into the shotgun. They run the zone read with Ryan Tannehill. They do everything that the new age offense does, and they blend the old very, very well. And they do a great job of not only zone schemes, but gap schemes, power schemes, down blocks by the uh, down blocks by linemen and then pull the uncovered linemen, right? I mean, this is the kind of offense that I love. And it's also the kind of offense that I think the Arizona Cardinals are trending toward because they've got their own Derrick Henry. His name is James Conner. No, look, I would never call him old, okay? But there's a certain member of our broadcast team who's a former Cardinal and a former Tennessee Titan by the name of Kyle Vandenbosch. 
and he was on the Red Sea Report this week, and they asked him, Craig Grealou, for KVB's reaction to the Cardinals going to Tennessee reportedly, according to Vrabel, for these joint practices. Kyle. Not only is there a lot of value of going against another team in the preseason and practicing against them, um, but I, I love the matchup against the Titans in these preseason practices just because of who they are and how they're built and what they like to do. There's no better team at running the football in the league than the Tennessee Titans because of who they have at running back. You know, And also on the other side of the ball, around here not a lot of people know about Jeffrey Simmons. He has the power and strength of an Aaron Donald. He is a really good interior defensive lineman, and it'll give you know our offensive lineman an opportunity to get some live reps in the preseason against a guy who is physically big and strong um, and, and figure out some things. Try some different things. Try different combo blocks. You know, Try different uh, wham blocks, trap blocks on, on a dominant you know, three-technique defensive tackle. Kyle Vandenbosch on the Red Sea Report this week. Ron Wolfley, you were in Tennessee this past season for week one. It was 38-13. to 13. Yes. The Arizona Cardinals jack-stomped the yes. Titans. And you're also a fan of Sun Tzu, who said once upon a time, or at least he advised, know your enemy, right? And know yourself. So if you're Mike Vrabel, you're like, you know what? I really don't feel like getting exposed in week one for the second year in a row. The Cardinals aren't on our schedule, so let's bring them in for some joint practices and make sure we're ready to go this year because a year ago we definitely were not. And not only that, once again, I'm going to say that the Arizona Cardinals and the signing of Zach Ertz and the signing of Max Williams and the signing of Justin Pugh and the signing of James Conner, those guys, and bringing Will Hernandez in, a Mm. brawler to play right guard. I'm just telling you right now that I think the Arizona Cardinals are trending to a much more physical offense, very similar to what the Tennessee Titans may be doing, a blending of the old and the new. This is what I believe, Paul. Two tight ends is going to be important right now. Two tight ends is going to be base personnel going forward. Okay. Now, maybe I'm getting a little too carried away when I say base personnel because even the Tennessee Titans don't run 12 personnel as their base personnel. But they're in it about 40% of the time because they run the ball and they do it in a very physical kind of way. Paul, what better way for the Arizona Cardinals to evolve their offense than to actually go and see it up close and personal against a team that runs it better than anyone else in the league? And if you have to establish that mentality of physicality, right, then just a joint practice itself, because it's so much different than practicing against a teammate. Is it not, Wolf? You've done it many times. And I mean, it's almost a Paul. Right. It's a rhetorical question. You don't get that level of physicality in training camps these days. But when there's a guy opposite you who might make you look really bad in front of the decision makers, you're trying to make this team intensity naturally just builds. Yes. And I can tell you that intensity is going to build. And it's a good thing for Will Hernandez that B.A. is not the coach here anymore. Okay, because honestly, I think he'd be running an awful lot because the Tennessee Titans, they've done this with a couple of other teams in the past under Mike Vrabel, and they've got into brawls under Mike Vrabel. So, Paulie, I'm just saying right now, Will Hernandez is going to be a happy, happy guy that Bruce Arians is not that coach of the year. We don't fight the card, you know, no fighting in practice whatsoever. And you know what? Will is going to benefit from that. So to bring this full circle, if the Cardinals need someone to give them a pep talk, maybe they can bring Adrian Wilson in to imitate Joey Porter like he did on that episode of the Big Red Rage 2010 in Tennessee.
He's so hard to imitate. It took me a while to get him down. I was in the mirror practicing for like the last three days. In the mirror practicing. I mean, this guy is classic. I mean, his pregame speeches are just, I mean, they're they're top notch. Can you give us something, Doug? I mean, just... Paul, pretend like you're getting dressed for the game, and, you know, we're finna call it up. You know? Okay, all right, I'm lacing up my, okay, I got, boom, I'm lacing pulling up. the pants on all one right. at a time. All right, here, here's mm-hmm. Joey. You know, everybody comes there, here's Joey. All right, this is what we're going to do. <laughs> We're going to go out here, and we're going to shoot first, ask questions later. <laughs> Cards on three. One, two, three. Cards. <laughs> no way. <laughs> oh, that was, oh, that was good. This sounds 100% just like he's, that. He's so, he's so hoarse that you can't even really understand what he's saying. I oh still don't know. Gosh. I don't know how he simulated that hoarse voice like that out of nowhere. But that was a tremendous interview. I mean, Frank Caliendo. My goodness, you yeah. know uh, that was well done, Adrian Wilson. No, that was Polly right there. That brings back memories, doesn't it? <laughs> that was oh, Calais, by the way. Speaking of a hoarse voice, that was Calais oh, yeah. who was hosting that edition. Hey, by the way, Polly, it's time to come home, son. Come home, son. That would I'm just saying, Paul. Time to come home. All right. Absolutely. (laughs) And you know what? Bring in Jadavian Clowney. I'll take that. Uh, And or a a Melvin Ingram as these prices come down. You guys better sign before the draft. You know, we're on board with Will Fuller. Uh, Jarvis Landry. I mean, you want to get a lot of targets, Jarvis Landry? You know, uh, figure that out. Come home, son. Yeah. A special thanks to Will Hernandez, our guest. How about him talking about how when he looked at his rookie film, that was his best film, and that he saw a lot of Sean Coogler in that film, quote, yeah. end quote. That's good stuff. Special thanks, as always, Jim Almohandro, Cody Fincher. Once again, Will Hernandez, Ron Wolfley on Paul Calvisi. This has been the Big Red Rage presented by Santan Ford and Gilbert. been listening to the big red rage presented by santan ford in gilbert are you santan ford state farm talk to an agent today at 800 state farm and by arizona cardinals podcasts visit azcardinals.com slash podcasts this has been an exclusive presentation of the arizona cardinals football club